well hello there <laughs> okay just kidding hello there good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you are listening to today's episode my name is hannah and i am your official host here on malawian butter with hannah a podcast that is created to help you transform grow in your walk with god and become your best version in every aspect through transparency and authentic conversations and if this is your first time on this podcast welcome if you are a returnee i need your number send me your airtel money number so that i can point your one quarter there <laughs> just kidding thank you so much for your endless love and support i'm so blessed to be recording this episode podcast today now anyway let me get right into it today we are gonna be talking about a juicy topic a topic that i know many are gonna relate to because i've been there and i think it's a topic that the church needs what is this topic drum roll please god told me he is my husband or god told me she is my wife you know quite often you hear especially on youtube you hear how god told me this person is my husband how god told me this person is my wife and i feel like it's a topic that's worth diving into because i have had very interesting conversations around this topic and even my own personal experience so i think that it's a topic that needs to be discussed now if you are longing for to have this conversation stay tuned and let's dive straight into it i don't know why i always mess that up but anyway let's get into it (laughs) okay so first of all i know it feels like i've been making a lot of relationship content because i think i've just noticed that majority of the listeners on this podcast and a good number of people mostly are women um and i have a lot of conversations with women and also there are men that plugged in i was i was so intrigued to see the stats the other day and i was like well men listen to this too well i am excited to have you here my brother but (laughs) but for the ladies i've had so many authentic conversations around this topic and you know i think mostly it's a topic that is talked about that is presented to me rather with a lot of confusion like hey um hannah i'm so confused god told me that this person is my husband but the relationship is not really going the way that i want it to go and i just don't know what to do i feel stuck or god told me this person is my husband but he's with somebody else and i want to wait until he comes through but at the same time i don't want to waste my time or god told me this person is my husband but he hasn't asked me out yet or god told me this person and my husband and the relationship is going great and as soon as the relationship started everything fell apart and i don't know what to do was it god was it not god how do i know it was god how do i not know it was god so much confusion oh hey hannah i'm so confused i'm stuck between two people and option a looks good but option b looks good either option a has some things that i like option b is not really the one that i want 
no actually option a has all the qualities that i'm looking for but god told me that option b is the one now i'm confused these are genuinely the stories that i've heard or keep hearing or i have personally experienced as well and i feel like until we have authentic conversations around this topic you will have a lot of people that are struggling to hear the voice of god and are struggling to grow in god because they feel like god they can't even focus on other things because there is like this thing that's like a stumbling block and as long until they move past this it's like everything else just feels like it's on hold and spiritually you love jesus but it's like if i love god so much why can't he just be clear and tell me and it feels like god is not answering i've fasted i've prayed but i still i'm not getting an answer and if this is you then i greatly sympathize with you i know i can joke a lot and i because i don't want to like i'm not the type of person to be 100 percent serious all the way in case you haven't noticed because number one i don't feel like you know faith should be like a boring death sentence i feel like i'm allowed to express my personality as well and because i just feel like i connect with people through humor <laughs> and but i greatly sympathize and but i have to apologize though because this topic i might offend a lot of people and i've been avoiding to talk about it because i know how people are when they're in love especially girls that are in love you cannot tell them anything they will go and tell their boyfriend that hannah that podcaster told me that you are not the one for at me i'm not saying that he's not the one eh? I never, t if there's something that I never do is like, if someone comes to me for love advice, I will never tell you yes or no. I will just give you the word of God and just ask the Holy Spirit to help you or I'll share my personal experiences and let you through wisdom decide. So don't come for me. You have the spirit of discernment. Pray that God gives you the spirit of discernment. Weigh whatever I say. Not everything I say is correct. There'll be some times that I make mistakes. Like I was listening to the podcast episode that I made about dating and expectations. And I noticed there was something that, I think would have easily been misinterpreted. I think I talked about dating expectations, how um, the guy may not be as prayerful as you. That does not mean, Kuti, you don't date prayerful men or you actually go and find someone who is unequally yoked and you join yourself to them. I think I was listening to that. I was like, hmm, someone can easily misinterpret that. So let me correct that. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean that you dated um someone who is not firm in god or does not uh reverence god at all and hope that you're being open-minded because they have other other characteristics if you are serious about your faith and if you're looking for someone who can lead you as christ is then you need someone who actually knows christ on his own and not just because of your relationship so yeah i think i just wanted to correct that because it's been like plugging at my heart and yeah anyway so weigh this episode anyways i feel like i've talked too much let's get into it now i'll start with some story time i think i just once i've spoken before i think there was a season in my life where god and i were really at tooth and nail because i was so mad at god because i felt like god led me into the wilderness because there was a relationship that i got into and before i got into the relationship i had a dream I had a dream that God showed me to that, that this person asked me out and I was antsy about it. And God was like, the person was like, yeah, you can go ahead and date this person because 
this person genuinely loves you. And at the time, I didn't know who did this person like me, not knowing that he on the other side was also having an encounter of his own. So our, our relationship pretty much felt led by the spirit in every sense. And when the relationship did not work out, I was mad at God. Like I had confirmation about confirmation, confirmation from pastors, even pastors that I deem to be very, very high. Like they confirmed to say, this is, you know, so many people, so many people had dreams about the relationship to say, ah, oh, you know, I'm seeing you getting married to this person, people that I don't even talk to. So I genuinely felt like, yeah, there is no way that this relationship can fail because God has confirmed it over and over to me, to him, to, to th many other people. There is no way that this relationship failed, can fail. And when the relationship did fail, it was like, I was mad at God. Like I was mad at God because I was like, God, then why did you lead me there? Like if, then why were there all these confirmations? Then why did all these people say these things? Then like, I was so mad at God because I was like, Jesus, you led me to the wilderness. And, but, and I, but because I'm a leader and because I'm in authority, you know, I, I just wanted to give up on God, but I couldn't because I would look at the people that I'm serving and every time that i wanted to quit because i just felt like god betrayed me i would listen to them and i'll keep showing up and i'll keep serving and i'll keep hearing their stories and it was so hard because people would come to me broken and yet they didn't know that i was breaking inside even more than they could see but i guess that's just the perks of ministry to just keep on going not to the point of death by the way but just to keep on showing up until god had to like speak to me through other people to say hannah you need to rest you need to rest and god just kept on god met me even in my brokenness as i was avoiding this thing because i wanted to serve jesus and to be faithful god just kept on like putting like this light on my heart to say hannah i need you I we need to talk and I didn't want to talk because I was like, well, first of all, Lord, you led me to the wilderness. So I don't see what we have to talk about. <laughs> but I think part of having an open relationship with Jesus is being open to hear him out, even when you feel like you've been disappointed and let down by him. So I just began this journey. And when I began to open up, I think that's when God just opened up my eyes to a very deeper understanding of these things and understanding of what it means to hear his voice, understanding what it means for him to actually show you a word or give you light upon your relationships. Like it, like honestly, it's been a journey and I think hearing other people's stories and I think God allowed me to go through that so that I can be able to teach and to understand and to empathize. Because if I, if someone else had come to me before and like gave me this confirmation, this like word, I would say, Hannah, I've been going through this. I think <laughs> But now it's like, I really understand that you can hear the voice of God and still get it wrong. You can hear the voice of God and still get it wrong because you have to understand that you're dealing with two individuals with two wills, okay? Like God giving the word is not sufficient enough for that to just be like an abracadabra thing. Work needs to be done. The, the word needs to be watered. The word needs to be planted. The word needs to be cultivated. So... I don't think you are crazy and I don't think to say goodie 
um, you didn't hear God, especially when there is confirmation. Now, I think I'm going to split this topic into two parts. Number one, how do you know that it was God? And number two, hearing God and the relationship going south or the relationship not going, or maybe it's not going the way that you want it to flow. So I think I'm going to do two things because I don't want to intertwine and intertwingo the word because yeah, there are two different scenarios. I just pray that the Holy Spirit gives me the utterance and gives you the ability to understand and to be open. So yeah, don't come at me. Some of the experiences I'll be sharing are not directly mine, but the things that I've learned along the way through the leadership of the Holy Spirit as well. Well, some of the things will outrightly um, hurt you, but the Bible says a kiss from a friend, no, a slap from a friend is better than a kiss from an enemy. So I have to like tell you the truth because if I don't, uh, yeah, so you might not like me much, but I need to speak the truth. I'm in, more interested in pleasing God than your feelings. Number one, I think it's important to understand that when it comes to hearing the voice, there are three types of voices that you can hear. The one from God, one from the devil. And we usually focus on these two voices, but there's also a third voice, your voice. Your voice meaning what you want, what you desire, what you are longing for. And sometimes what we want can override our ability to hear God. Um, the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 5 that uh, dreams come from a multitude of busyness. Sometimes the dreams that we may have are not necessarily dreams that are that are from God, but maybe dreams that we had because we had certain interactions or we had certain conversations. So not all dreams are from God. Some are just busyness. Some are from God. When it's a dream from God, you will know because God usually presents this restlessness for you to find out the meaning of that dream. Or I think when you walk with God enough, it's something that I can't practically explain, but you know, like I, my, one of my prophetic gifts is dreams. Like dreams is my, one of my spiritual gifts, the gift of prophetic dreams, mostly, uh, dreams that are supposed to happen or just God speaking me to a dream about my current situation. So I think with maturing in my walk with God, I've learned to differentiate when a dream is important and when a dream is just a dream. So I think that's why walking in God and having a personal relationship with Jesus, because it helps you qualify the two. The goal is not just to walk with God, but it's also to grow in him. Okay. The goal is to walk and grow. I think both. So I think I wanted to know that I, I, I wanted to highlight that first because I'm going to be speaking into it, um, a couple of things. All right. So I also want to say that mostly when it comes to this issue, everybody has personal experiences according to your work with God, because God knows us individually and God knows how to speak individually to each of one of us. So it's an error for someone to use someone else's experiences about this issue of marriage and expect that God will use the same metric in your own life. I think I see this a lot with a lot of believers who are women. They want God to give them the same exact love story or confirmation that they gave someone else or they assume that just because God used this confirmation for that person it means it's the same for you no God can use different 
ways to communicate to us according to the way that he knows us. All right. So, um, the Holy Spirit, oftentimes when we talk about the voice of God, it's a still small voice. It's a voice that almost comes slightly like a thought or an impression. It's, it's a voice that it's, I don't know how to, it's a voice of, um, ah, I wish there was a way that I could actively, uh, hear this but god often speaks to me personally more more times as an impression or as a thought that's why i said it's important to walk with god long enough and to grow in relationship with the holy spirit because then you know which thoughts of the spirit and which thoughts are yours so most times it's not like god comes out and says, hey my daughter i am seeing you getting married in december no it's 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 almost like it's um it's a word that is printed on the heart that just illuminates everything it just it just separates the bone from the marrow when the holy spirit speaks and i want to say that the enemy because it's thoughts the enemy can also manipulate your mind to think that you are hearing the, the bible says that the devil masks himself as an angel of light so most times when people come to me and says ah oh, hannah i had a dream or hannah god told me this i'm usually very careful to not just go out on a whim and say just because you dreamt then it's god it's important to qualify the dream it's important to analyze and to use the spirit of discernment and that's why the bible says we must have discernment when this issue of marriage and not just marriage but in general you really need to be anchored in god for you to have clarity and clearance to be able to hear well okay so the devil can manipulate what you hear the devil can manipulate what you hear and sometimes it's, that's where the confusion comes in i think to say okay but i dreamt it but god showed me but most of the times if we're being honest when we dream these dreams we don't bring them back to the father we don't actively ask Jesus to or tally with the dream. It's like we dream something and we're expecting just because we dreamt it, that's enough of the confirmation. No, maturity is learning to take the dream. Maturity is learning to take the prophetic word that someone else has taken it and go with it into your prayer closet and pray. And if there is something that I can just leave you with, even if you don't finish the rest of this episode, if there is something that I want you to understand with everything in your being, one thing that I want you to grab, even if you don't grab anything else, if you grab this one thing, I want you to know that the word of God, the actual word of God, like the actual Bible that you open, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, that whole book, will always supersede what you think you saw in a dream, will always supersede any prophetic word. If it's not in accordance to the word of God, it's faulty. And this is the part that most of us don't want because most of, the, of us, when we have these dreams, we don't go back to read the Bible. We ride, we build the whole relationship on a dream. We build the whole relationship on a prophecy. We are not men built by prophecy. We are men built by word. Even prophecies should be in agreement to the scripture. Now, this is a very deep thing that I know will upset a lot of people, but maturity is learning to not just say, Amen, I receive. It is mine. Maturity is going back to the scripture and searching the word. The word of God will always, God will always prioritize his words over your feelings. God will always prioritize his actual word. So most of us, we are waiting for God to speak to us, but we don't really open the Bible. We don't really go back and say, what is God? You know the state that I'm in right now. 
What is the word of God speaking? What is the word of God speaking about? And when you read that word, when you actually open the Bible, it's like bone and marrow. It just cuts through it. But most of us, we don't want to read the Bible. We want this supernatural experience of hearing how God is going to tell you. We want a cow wearing socks. We want a, a bed singing hallelujah. We want, we, we, we want these spooky things. For, it to, for us to believe that God spoke. But we don't want to actually open the word of God. And if that's your thinking, grow up. If that is your thinking, grow up. I told you you're not going to like me after this episode. But I don't care. If that is your thinking, grow up. Because the word of God is the standard for our life. The Bible says that through knowledge, a house is built. Through through wisdom, a house is built. Through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with, with treasures. When you read that actual word, you are now able to qualify and go back to the word of God to say, hmm, this relationship that is coming to me, is it established on wisdom? Where is the wisdom of God in this? Does it, does it agree with wisdom? Is there understanding here? Are we walking in agreement or oneness? Is there knowledge here? When you go back, the Bible says even in the book of Proverbs to say, would you do not build a house or establish anything until you're sure that the fields are ready. If you are to interpret that in a relationship setting, it's don't go into something. Until you know, Kuti, you have qualified it. The Bible, Jesus said, Kuti, who intending to build a house does not count this course. Now, when you go back to read that actual word, it gives you clarity to hear. But most of us, we don't want to read the word like that. So how are you able to have that kind of wisdom to apply to the situation if you're not opening your Bible? I'm sorry. I'm speaking on this because it's just a heavy heart. Now, sometimes what happens if you get a scripture and that scripture is giving you a confirmation. Number one, I think that's when you begin to now tally with it and to pray with it and to pray with it and ask for God to give you more scriptures. Not scriptures that you know, but according to the spirit. You know, I always, it's hard to have these discussions with people who are not in Jesus because they won't understand. They will not understand and they will perceive. Like I remember the other day I was checking out on uh, Instagram and the woman was preaching about how she wants a husband that is led by God. And people in the comment sections were, 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 oh, she was talking about how she wants a man that submits to Christ because if he submits to Christ, he can lead her, right? And people in the comment section were going at her to say, why would you want a man that is, it means goody, you are carnal because it means that you are assuming that that person is your God. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like I wish I had like a whip to like whip all of them. It was just evidence to me how they don't read their Bibles. Because if you read the book of Ephesians 5, it talks about how Christ is the head of the man and a God is the head of Christ. And because like, it just talks about submission and because it's like, it talks about how you are now submitted to him. But if you actually look at it, you're submitted to God. And most people don't want to have these conversations around submission because they look at submission from a worldly perspective and they look at the, uh, the Bible from their personal experiences, but the Bible never makes errors. It is the human heart that is wicked and in error when it comes to hearing it and interpreting it. Interpret, I always mess up that word, but anyway. 
so that's number one um i think when it's when it's the enemy most times there is i think for me every time that i've been trying to get into something that's not of god there's like a restlessness that comes like i don't have peace for me i'm just so grateful good god always shows me dreams when something is negative like and i know i don't need anyone to tell me good yeah you're not seeing but i know because most of the times when i dream something ah it happens i would dream something about someone doing something and they would do the same exact thing not even today not even the same day so for me me and god are locked in like that it is my prayer that you get locked into god like that where god speaks to you first so even if that person was to come to me and tell me god told me you're my wife me i'll tell him sir me the holy spirit showed me and when i look at some of these seeds that you are bearing you are not it because because it's important guys to have a a relationship with god and i think i always tell with you guys to say i think on almost every episode i've made about relationship i've been talking about it being consistent with the word of god like i had someone who told me that they heard that god is speaking to them about this person but this person is brutal this person does not reveal the nature of Christ in any way. This person is cheating. This person does not lead them to purity. And I don't understand. And the thing is, when you know God, you will know that God will always prioritize his holiness and his purity over anything. You will know when you know, no, 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 God. You know that God prioritizes his holiness. You know that God does not joke around with purity. You know that God does not joke around with his nature. God is not a feeling. God is not like man. He is God. He is God. Like, he does not joke around when it comes to his word. And I think... One thing, when God gives you a word about a partner, there's this oneness also that... Now I think I'm just... Okay, I think the first part um, was about hearing the voice of God. And yeah, I think I've dealt that part. Now the second part, when God actually gives you the word to say, Woody, okay, this is the thing that I have for you. Number one, I think the most important thing is you flow together. There is a, a yokeness that comes. I'm not saying you be the same. I'm not saying you walk directly on the same path, but there is a oneness. I think one thing that I've learned is wherever there is spirit of God, there is, there is this harmony. There is this oneness. When God is just there, things just flow. I'm not saying, Woody, you don't face any opposition because people have this perspective, Woody, when it's a kingdom relationship, everything will just go smoothly. And at every side of turbulence, there's, uh, it's the devil. No, sometimes the enemy will fight the relationship because he understands what the relationship would do for his kingdom because even before the relationship begins, there are fruits that indicate purpose. They are fruits that indicate purpose. I always say this for myself, and I don't mean this as a standard for everybody else, but for me, I decided to say, Goody, I'm not going to date only for love. I'm going to date for the kingdom. That's my perspective. I'm not saying everybody else should think this way, but for me, I just want a relationship that allows me to serve God. And if I, if someone was to come and I'm to sing, Goody, oh, this person allows me to serve the purposes of God and there is turbulence, I'm not going to quit because I don't know, Goody, the turbulence is about the kingdom. And 
on that note, I think there is a oneness that comes with, the Bible says the two will become one. There is a oneness in spirit. I think before there's a physical oneness, when it comes from God, there is a oneness in spirit. And God just kind of finds a way of harmonizing everything. And man, even don't, don't ever underestimate the power of your desires when it comes to hearing from God, because God is not like God just, you know, does things his way. He also considers like this person will be able to know things about you or to be able to serve, um, parts of you that are so good. You only know that it can be God. Like, like there's like God, when God gives, he doesn't just give for marriage. He gives because he knows there is wholeness and there is purity. Like marriage is a beautiful thing. I can't even believe I'm saying this now because a few months ago, I didn't even believe this, but marriage is a genuinely beautiful thing. And God intended for marriage to be beautiful and fun. And I think when God brings you a partner, this person will be able to interlock with you in ways that you have never connected with anybody else before. And if this is your case, great. You are equally yoked. And I think most times what God would do is when it's him, it's like the word will usually affirm, let's say, the things that God has invited you into as well, which is why it's important for you to actually use your singleness or to work on your vision, to work on your plans, because purpose is a very good indicator to know if you're actually hearing correctly. And I think another thing is, just because it's from God, I think I already spoke that. Oh, another thing is, yeah, actually, just because it's from God does not mean it's just going to free flow. There is work to be done. Like, you can receive the dreams and you can actually feel like receive it from God, but you can mess it up because you don't have the right wisdom and the right tools. So it's important to hear from God, but also ask from God to give you the wisdom to sustain. It's not enough to hear. It's, it's like the purpose is not for you to just hear he's the one. The purpose for you is to hear throughout the whole entire relationship, through the whole entire marriage, through the whole entire phase of raising kids, through the whole entire phase of even unto death. The whole process is to be led by the spirit of God. And... I think most times a lot of kingdom relationships miss it because they think just because God has spoken, then that is enough. No, you also need to understand that you're dealing with a person. That's why wisdom is the principal thing. It's just because you say, oh, God, God, God said that this is my husband. So you don't get to know the person. You don't get to water into their lives. You don't get to ask into, you don't get to unravel. Like, it's like that man. It's a story with many talents. Like God gave them all talents and some came back with, with more and some came back with little like when god gives you something he expects you to multiply and to make something out of it but it's not just a mutual effort that's why i said with this oneness you can see the willingness to work on both ends and most of the times the stories that i've heard there's like the person is one-sided like no god will never put you into something for you to strive or to I'm not saying goody you meet a perfect person, goody though, just no. Kobano, you can see that there's a willingness to be teachable. There's a willingness to learn. And I think number the the other thing that I think it's I, I wanna say goody 
most of the times to how to know that if it's from God is it supports kingdoms ways. It supports kingdom um, way of dealing with situations. And even one of those things is purity. I know you guys are not going to like me, but it's true. Like no matter how good a guy is, he might even show some of the fruits of the spirit. But if that relationship makes you compromise your walk with God, I don't think there's anything. Then of course, then who are you doing it for? Because I'm not saying, this is not me saying, what do you want struggle? Because I would be a liar to say there are not days when it burns. And I'm just like, Jesus, send your holy fire to quench the fire of the flesh. Ah, purity is hard, guys. It's hard. But you stay pure because you understand that there is a God that demands your holiness and your purity and he is worth everything. And if this person does not understand the importance of purity, I'm not saying they won't have desires. I'm not saying they won't be human, but at the same time, they understand purity and intentionality. Now I have known people who have messed up and have gotten married still more. And God has used that relationship, potato, potato, uh, I don't like to tell people how they should live their lives, but I think the word of God is the only standard that is worth living. And I'll just speak for my, like I said, it's important to weigh these things that I'm saying because <laughs> like this is a human body. It's not going to be easy, but I think one of the things to qualify soberly, if it's from God, hi Ryan, my brother just stepped into the place. Um, one of the important things to qualify if it's from God is the purity and the holiness part, at least it makes it easier to understand that it's from God and God is with you. And, um, because I don't understand how God can send you something that makes you sin. Yeah. Someone didn't like that. (laughs) But it's just honestly the truth of the matter. Like if you are serious about your faith, the person will complement your fire for God. It will complement your walk with God. If I don't care whether that person says they're born again, they're tongue speaking, but if it's inconsistent to the things that God is laying upon your heart, hmm, that's all I'm going to say. Hmm. And I think when God reveals the word, also there is the spirit of the ability to use wisdom and oneness, like the ability to be one. I think there is a oneness that comes to affirm. And I think it's important to build a house on wisdom. Yes, the lights are off. Anyway, so... I wanted to talk about this topic because I don't even know if it's given anybody clarity. And if you're just in a state of being confused and like wondering to say, God, this thing from you, I want to use the same thing that God told me. And that is to present the issue with him soberly. Because I think sometimes we ask God, God, I need you to show me if this person is the one. I need you to show me if this person is the one. But we are not sober to even hear clearly from God. 
And another thing is listen to sermons. Be intentional about your walk with God. Don't just sit. Listen to messages about marriage. Listen to sermons about relationships. Me, that's how I'm able to get this knowledge. It's not because whatever. I'm able to learn all these things and I'm able to prove them in my own life and to back it up with the word of God. And it works. I'm not saying I get my relationship right all 100%. No, guys, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Sometimes I even get confused. Confused. But when I pray, and another thing is prayer. Learn to shakataramandele kandaribadoza your way in your relationships. Learn to pray. Not God. I'm so confused about him. But learn to diligently seek the face of God in when it comes to issues of the heart. Because the issues of the heart, if there's anything that you should pray for more, it's your relationship. What did you say? Hmm? Oh, okay. My name. My name is Hannah. What's your name? Okay. If there's something, guys, so I'm sorry, but I have to finish this episode. So we're just going to feature Ryan today. You know, if there is something that you should do, it's learn to pray your way into it. There will be times when you get confused, but learn to shut out your heart and learn to close yourself. In all the times that God has answered me in times of dilemmas, there have been moments where I couldn't work Conchito, but so much so good I had to go to the mountain. Not because God hears you better on the mountain, but because it's the only place I can have quiet time. Just go there and just recanta la manda and just say, God, I'm confused. I cast out the spirit of confusion. Recanta livado jamande recanda. Lord, I cast out every single agent of the devil. Lord, I pray that you are giving me clarity. God, I pray that you are giving me peace. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered. The Bible says that you shall lead me into all righteousness. The Bible says that you shall show me the ancient past and your presence shall fill me with joy. God, fill me with peace. God, fill me with peace. If this person is the one, confirm it with the spirit of peace. Confirm it by your spirit. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to what? Amen. Even my brother, I said, learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Amen. (laughs) You should learn to pray because that's the only way that God is going to hear you. Okay. He can still hear you, but that's another way that you, it becomes clearer. So I want to give you these tips. And another thing is the importance of doing the inner work. And I want to leave you with this. It's important to also do the emotional work in you because it's going to block if your ability to hear the voice of God. Like, for example, God had to deal with me with my relationships, with my fears in relationships. Because I think I talked about that in the previous episode. Because it was blocking my ability to hear him. Because because of those fears, now you start thinking, okay, maybe I haven't, maybe there's this. But when you deal with those issues, you can now separate soberly to say, ah, it's not my fears, it's the voice of God. And the issue of peace. Peace is not absence of conflict. Peace is rest within the storm. I think it's important to understand and to ask God for the peace and do the inner work. I pray that this episode has served you. And I don't know if it's helped. I've just been going and going and going according to the things that the Spirit gave me to say. 
and we can even reach one hour on this episode but i feel like it should end here and i just pray that the holy spirit is giving you clarity upon each and every issue of your heart and i pray that i just pray it helped okay until next time guys thank you so much for listening to malawian butter with hannah my name is hannah and bye see you next time do you want to say bye to my listeners say bye Bye. See you next time. Can I die?